Wow, this is the third time I'm recording this podcast. I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties. Our Lady of Technology, pray for me. Ay, ay, ay. All right, how's it going out there, everyone? How did you do today? Did you give your first fruits to Jesus this morning? Did you pray and offer him your most important thing, which is your time, that's your currency with God? And if not, let's talk about what we need to do. We need to ask God to enlighten our hearts. This is what I sat with this morning in mental prayer. My mental prayer is around the scripture readings that we get every day. It happens to be the Alleluia, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. Let me read it to you. Very, very short. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten the eyes of our hearts, that we may know what is the hope that belongs to our call. Beautiful. Let's dissect. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, everything through Jesus, enlighten the eyes of our hearts. We need to have our hearts enlightened. We need to have our hearts changed, people so that we may know what is the hope that belongs to our call. Our call is to be Christ. Imitate Christ. Imitate Mary as best that we can here on earth. That's a pretty big call, people. And many of us haven't really answered it. So we have to rely that we may know on the hope that belongs to our call which means we have to have that hope that God is going to change us through our petitions to him to enlighten our hearts, that he will go into the depths of our secrets, the depths of our wicked desires and our vicious thoughts and behaviors. Because sometimes we're just too attached. I'd like to go through the soul, the mind, and the body. If you would humor me and take a moment, breathe, and I want you to think about everything that you are struggling with in the soul, the mind, and the body as well. The soul. Maybe you are struggling with prayer. Maybe it's the time of the day, the consistency, the focus, it's more distraction than it is anything else. This is normal if you're starting to pray. And this is different than vocal prayer. I'm talking getting up and truly reading something, finding a word, a phrase, a theme that jumps out at you, and then sitting with God in silence and pretty much listening. And as you go through that, God is going to put thoughts in your heart. And this is where we have to ask him to change our desires, to enlighten our hearts. That's basically the verse. Enlighten the eyes of our hearts. Okay, that's even cooler. Sorry, I forgot. The eyes, the eyes meaning what we see. So the heart drives our thoughts, our words, our deeds. So we need to have eyes of our heart that we see the world through our heart, through Jesus's heart. So 
the next time you look at prayer and that you don't want to do it and you'd rather do anything else, just know that if you do not pray, that's a sin. We've heard that if you do not pray, you will not be saved. And that means a relationship with God. That means a conversation where you pour your heart out to him. Mental prayer is not just diving into scripture. You can also, at the end, when you hear what he wants you to do with your day, ask him for the grace, but then also pour out your petitions. Asking him at the end, only if it's your will, Lord. And one of those petitions can be, Enlighten the eyes of my heart, Lord, so that I can see the truth about me not praying. How I can see that it's not just unjust to you, God, but it's really unjust to me. Because I know for a fact when I pray and I get up and I give God that time, first thing, my first fruits, I feel so much better. I feel connected to God. I look for God. I see God. I am connected. And my day is much more peaceful. I'm more joyful. I get out of bed, ready to face the day and everyone that comes in my way with joy, peace, and love. Now, who doesn't want to start the day like that? Lots of us. <laughs> Lots of us would rather stay in bed, get some sleep, hit that snooze button because they struggle with the process of learning how to pray. All that being said, and I'm going to repeat this from a priest who gave me great counsel in confession one day, you always should pray. Don't ever let the prayer stop, even if it seems empty and dry and arid, or even if you're giving a halfway effort, still do it. Most importantly, still do it if you are struggling with sin, especially mortal sin. It's when we stop praying that we no longer have the hope that is our call. So we don't have that hope that God's going to solve our prayer problems, that he's going to come in and help us learn how to build this relationship with him, that he's going to give us that peace and that ability to sit still for that given amount of time. Let's talk about your mind. Your mind is also engaged in learning how to pray, in learning anything, a new language, learning how to do a new skill. I have a sewing machine in the basement. One of these days I'm going to learn how to use that. And everything that you have to learn from scratch is not easy. And the first few couple times to a dozen, depending on what you're doing, it's hard because it's awkward. Guess what? You're a hundred percent conscious when you're learning something. You can't breeze through when you're learning or you don't really learn very well. And so that's another way that your mind is engaged in learning, but also in prayer. You use your imagination. You're hearing God in your mind. Thoughts are coming into your brain, your mind. Where you pray is the temporal lobe in the front of your brain. That's like our connection to God. So yeah, our mind is also engaged. 
Our body should be engaged in prayer too. That is the catechism of the Catholic Church that we need to pray with our body. Why? Because we need to hear and feel what's going on inside our body because that's the spirit that dwells within us. And we also have demons that have access to our body. They can attack us with anything, with sickness, mental and physical. And they can just be a pain in some way, shape or form. I remember reading Father Ripperger Actually, it wasn't reading. It was watching one of his podcasts. And he said that one of his people who were possessed, he talked to the demon and the demon was attacking her back. And he said, why are you attacking her back? And he said, because that's the only place Jesus allowed me to go. And that's another thing we have to think of. Why is this not healed in our life yet? Why is this temptation this vicious thought, this wicked behavior, why is it still here? Two reasons, you're not ready or other people in your life aren't ready. So most often it's us because we're still attached. We haven't had the eyes of our hearts enlightened to the true sinful nature, to the true bad behavior that we have in our life Maybe the body is another thing where you aren't eating correctly for your body. You aren't working out. You feel sluggish and you have no energy. You're not getting up early. You're going to bed early. You're just tired all the time, maybe even achy and in pain. And that, my friends, is also another thing that lines up with our desires We've trained our bodies to be this way. I'm not pointing a finger to anybody because I've struggled with my weight my entire life. Even though I may not have ever been a hundred pounds overweight, I could I tell you I've lost a hundred pounds a hundred times over. You can tell when you look at me that I do not have discipline that I do not have self-control and that I do not care about this body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. This was the conversation that I had with God. Until I begin to care about this body, until I begin to use it the way that it was designed to be used and not just lay around and exist in it, until I feed it, what is right for my body. I know we're all bio unique. We all have different reactions to food. We all have different tastes. Our body and our blood are different. I rock on the keto diet. You may not. Regardless, you've got to find what works for you. Because that's the end game. The spirit of God is living in you. Soul, mind, and body, we need to be working with God so that we can truly have our hearts, the eyes of our hearts, enlightened to see the truth about these silly things that we are holding on to, about this life that we can't let go of. That's where God comes in.
and he changes everything, including your desires. And it's so amazing. Do not stop praying, people. And if you're not praying, please, I implore you, get started. I have a video prayer course. Go to my website, KendraVonAsh.com. Check it out. We can walk together for 40 days, 15 minutes a day. That's all it is. And my video is three minutes. So it's really three minutes a day with you and me, 15 minutes for you to look at the PDF file. And then the rest of the day, you focus on that topic. So simple. Okay, let's pray because I got to go on to my Tuesday word of the day and I'm running late. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, come into our hearts the eyes of our hearts. Please transform them. Jesus, Father, Holy Trinity, Mary, our guardian angel, all you holy angels and saints and all you souls in purgatory, we ask that you all pray for our hearts to be changed, for the eyes of our hearts to be enlightened, to see the truth of what we are confused about. Take the scales off of our eyes and we ask you to change our hearts. Enlighten the eyes of our hearts, Lord. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. Help us to seek you for changes. And please enlighten the eyes of our heart. Sorry, everyone, I have to run. Oh, please take a moment and pray to him for the changes. Or maybe just sit with the Alleluia and have him rise to your eyes or draw to your eyes, as I realized yesterday, what is going on so that you can contemplate and have your eyes of your heart enlightened. All right, everyone, find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and have a blessed and inspired day.